Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast Series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is a series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 65, and the topic for today is Life Lessons. Now, we talked on the first episode of this overall series many, many, many episodes ago about the concept of the deathbed test, the whole concept of thinking about yourself when you're toward the end of your life and imagining what you would think then in looking back at your life. When we talked about that deathbed test, we usually talk about it in the context of getting clarity on what you would want to have had as you're looking back and what kinds of themes you'd had in your life and the way that you'll be remembered and the like. And the intention of that approach is to get a good sense of what is really important and what you would like to throughout your whole life focus on. One of the other interesting insights, though, is actually listening to and getting insights from somebody that is in fact at that stage of life, that has lived a a full and productive life and getting their insights on what their life lessons were and what they would share with others in turn. Now, as many of you, I'm sure, know, Steve Jobs died on October 5th, 2011, at the age of 56, after a relatively protracted fight with cancer. Now, he has been a fairly private and secretive person through most of his life as the CEO of Apple, as well as the CEO as well of Pixar. And so we didn't get a lot of insight into the man, into the companies that he ran And certainly not a lot with regard to what he would share with others with regard to some of the themes in his life that led to, quite frankly, you know, quite amazing products and quite amazing set of cultures that he also fostered in those two companies. But in 2005, he was asked to give the commencement address at Stanford University, and he accepted and provided a incredibly insightful talk to the graduating students. He also, toward the end of his life, asked Walter Isaacson to write an authorized biography of him. And so he gave many, many interviews during the last few years of his life to Isaacson. And Isaacson had written the biography simply called Steve Jobs, and that came out shortly after his death. Now, the book talks about many, many of Steve Jobs' very positive attributes and also many, many of the very negative traits as well. But I wanted to talk here about his reflections on his life lessons and what he would share with others. I might also mention that I've written a blog post on carlvradenberg.com about my reflections on Steve Jobs' contribution to design and overall business. So you can go there to learn a little more about my perspectives on the man and the companies that he led and the contributions that he's made to 
all companies sort of worldwide in that blog post. But what I wanted to focus on during this session is really what kinds of lessons Steve Jobs sort of gleaned from his life as he had a significant period of time to reflect on his life and also in trying to capture and then convey for his children and others what kinds of things that he would like to impart with regard to advice. Let me start with a few quotes. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. The next one says, There's a phrase in Buddhism, beginner's mind. It's wonderful to have a beginner's mind. And the third and last quote, The only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. Those are three quotes that I think are quite representative of the themes that Steve Jobs had running through his life and I think are rather key to the kinds of accomplishments that he managed to deliver on. So I wanted to look at three lessons. The first is to follow your curiosity, intuition, and interest. In Steve Jobs' case, when he was at Reed College for his undergraduate education, he actually dropped out, but dropped back in, using his words, to take some, or essentially audit some classes that he was really interested in. Just absolutely fascinated him. And one of those was calligraphy. He fell in love with typography and all things having to do with the visual rendering of words on a page. And that interest later led to key elements of the design of computer systems that we all use today. You can trace back some of the fundamental elements of the ways in which products are designed today from that early fascination and passion that Steve Jobs developed in those early years in a particular class that he was auditing. Now, what's interesting about that is that there are certain things that you come across in life that you know that you you really, really enjoy. And some of the time you can't connect those with something that you're going to make money with, things that are going to turn into a career. But yet at the same time, there are things that just you just love. And these are very individual. I think the advice that Steve is providing here is that you should further develop those interests and those passions, things that you absolutely love. Develop them to a level of accomplishment and mastery, regardless of whether you can see them linking to something else in the future. Because what you'll likely find is that a collection of those types of things together will somehow gel and then provide you with either a much, much more satisfying and successful career and or an interesting life with regard to your avocations as well as your vocations. So I think this is an area where when I reflect on 
my life as well when I did my work early on in music and singing and acting, and then a bunch of interests in technology and tinkering with you know, building amplifiers as a kid, for example, then all the work that I did in psychology and in design, all those came together now very, very effectively, I think, in making me what I am today and the ability that I have to do a variety of things that all come together from these various interests that I pursued that then combined together into a package that was actually a nice reinforcing of a variety of interests and skills into something that was very helpful that led to a successful career. But what's interesting is when you first come across these interests, you often don't know how the heck they're going to be linked to anything in the future. And I think Steve's suggestion here is to constantly be curious, use your intuition, follow your interests, and they will somehow turn into interests and skills that will be valuable to you in time. The second life lesson is to learn from every experience especially negative ones. Now, in Steve's case, and of course, there's a long list of uh, a description of various events in Steve's life that I won't go over, and I highly recommend, actually, that you read the Walter Isaacson biography because it's very, very long and very in-depth and provides lots of examples. But I just want to give you a, a couple here to illustrate the point. He was basically let go from Apple Computer company was called that at the time for a variety of reasons and found himself, even though he had started the company, he was out of that company. And he then formed a new company called Next. He also bought a studio and a company that made animation software and hardware called Pixar. And then he spent some 10, 11 years outside of Apple and then came back again to run Apple. And he attributes his being let go from Apple the first time and a number of the other failures and challenges that he had during that whole period and, you know, throughout his life with making him incredibly stronger, making him a much more effective person and leader. And thinking through those failures also made him that much more effective at knowing what to do when he was now leading a company again, Apple, the last time, into an insanely successful company that most companies look at with admiration and are amazed that from any criterion you might want to look at with regard to its success, its transformation of many of the electronic devices that we use every day, he led, inspired, and delivered a transformed set of products because of his insight and because of his experiences of going through some negative times in, in his life as well. So think about when you experience negative things in your life, step back from them, think about what you can learn from them, both how to prevent that particular thing again, but also what does it give you as insight into other aspects of your life that you can really make powerful and be that much more effective. The last lesson is do what you love and love what you do with passion. In Steve's words, he wanted to have people that were working with him make a dent in the universe, is what he said. And if there's one thing that has led to the 
rather insane success of Apple, and quite frankly, Pixar as well, is this incredible focus on the passion of making incredible products and not letting anything else in the way, not making the first objective to make money. In fact, he had a strong aversion to anybody or any company that simply wanted to make money. He wanted to first give people products that would fundamentally transform their lives and to build them in such a way that they would embody the absolute best, that every piece of that product needed to be designed with passion, with the best skills that existed, that there was a level of attention to detail and perfection that would ensure that he never satisfied or never settled, using his words, for good enough. It had to be amazing. It had to be insanely good. And the way to get to that is to set a really high bar to inspire designers and engineers to be their very, very best, not by giving them all kinds of money, all kinds of extrinsic reinforcement. No, instead by really appealing to their desire to be the best that they could be, that they would use their skills at an incredibly high level, that the designers would be pushed back again to go improve upon the design. Now, his techniques for doing that weren't so admirable. He was very abusive in terms of language of telling everybody that their work was awful. But his view was that made them go back again and be even more effective. And many, many employees that were at the mercy of that kind of exchange with Steve at the moment hated it, but they said that afterwards they actually had delivered an even better result as well. And so the focus here is on trying to not only himself work on the absolute best, but to inspire everybody around to do the same. He often would come to engineers and say, you know, I want this thing to be thinner. And they would come back and say, no, but it's not, you know, the human race hasn't figured out how to make something that thin. And he would push back and say, I'm the CEO. You work for me. I know you're great. I know you have phenomenal skill. If anybody in the world can do it, you can do it. And they'd come back and make it that thin. So it's a real focus on engendering appropriate passion for what you're doing. And this, again, you can take this as the lesson from the ways in which Steve led his life, that whatever you do, whatever you're engaged in, think about it with regard to just being the absolute best at what you do. Have blinders on to just think about the variety of ways that you can do what you're doing. And yes, you're going to have constraints around you. No, you're not necessarily the CEO of a company that can in fact set all the rules. I know many of us live in worlds that are more constrained than the one that Steve Jobs lived in, but at the same time, still take to heart this focus on passion and doing whatever you do in an incredibly focused manner to generate the absolute best result for yourself and in turn for customers or whoever you're doing that work for. So there are many, many, many more lessons from a very full and active and successful life that Steve Jobs had. 
but I just wanted to lift out three that I think were really at the heart of the way the man lived, the way the man led, and in many ways are his legacy as well. So I hope those are useful to you in the way that you live your life. I know that I take to heart those kinds of lessons and try to live by those lessons every day myself as well. So let's just go quickly to some additional feedback that you've all provided on the podcast series from the U.S. iTunes store. There's a rating of five stars from Marvelous who said, I love these podcasts. I recently discovered these great resources. In my life, after months of being stuck, I just came to realize how gratitude can be freeing when I stumbled across his episode on it. Point for point, I'd done each and every one empirically verified people. Now I know the rest of these promise so much more for an authentic, skillful life. Thanks, Carl. Well, thanks very much for that. From the Australian iTunes store, five stars from Banana Base, who says, Tip Top Podcast. Keep up the great work. Your podcasts are excellent. I love the consistent format and excellent range of topics covered, not to mention all the practical advice provided. I especially like the fact that there's not heaps of advertising in them. And then a little smiley face. From Tia via email says, Hi Carl, I only just discovered your podcast and wanted to let you know how wonderful they are. You have such a gift for teaching and storytelling. And I feel so fortunate to have stumbled upon your work. Thank you for all the time, effort, and passion you pour into life habits. I appreciate your podcast beyond words. Tia also made a couple of suggestions regarding topics for future episodes concerning advice regarding use of life coach and counselors, and also how to effectively and objectively take stock of yourself. So those will be coming up in episodes in the future. And also, and lastly, an email from Dan who says, Hello, Carl. I've been listening to your Life Habits podcast for some time now. I have to say that this is my favorite listen. I have grown exponentially through your advice. Recently, I listened to one of your podcasts and you mentioned an app that helps keep up with goal tracking. I can't seem to find the episode again or the app. I would appreciate any advice. Thank you for all the wonderful advice. You are truly an inspiration. And I wrote back to Dan to give him the name of that app. And I wanted to also encourage him, as I would like to encourage all of you, to go to the Facebook page for Life Habits, which is at facebook.com slash lifehabits, because that is where I put information like that. So if there's information that I share here, whether there's a video, whether there's a particular product that we're mentioning, and like I will also include the link to the Steve Jobs book, as well as the 2005 commencement address at Stanford. I'll include that kind of information on the Facebook page. So if you go over to facebook.com slash life habits and like that page, click the like button, then you'll be getting updates directly in your Facebook account from this podcast series as well with information like that as well. And of course, you can also speak to one another there as well. And you can always get a hold of me via lifehabits at gmail.com as well. Okay, that's it for this episode. We'll talk to you all next time and bye for now.